got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Choose one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. I'm on to the next one. On to the next. Hold up. This is Real Talk with Ben Tompkins. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys caught that right there, but uh, the intro sounded a little bit different today, didn't it? Didn't the intro sound kind of different? I don't know. Did you get that? Did you miss that? Maybe you got that. But uh, yeah, we are, uh, I, you know, we're, we're going to start off this one with a story time. We're going to start off with story time. So I've got a story time. I want to follow up from something from last week that I dropped and teased out. And now we have the follow up with it. And it's not exactly how I wish that I could be sitting here telling you and like following up with it. But you know what? You know what? We're on to the next one. I'm on to the next one. I'm on to the next one. So who gives a fuck? I also have a quick car update, and uh, I told you guys, if you're following along on social media, at BennyTomp18, Twitter and Instagram, hit me up, and then the show page for the podcast is on Facebook, at RealTalkWBennyT, okay? And I had wrote something out last week where I said, guys, I know you guys love these call-out stories, and I got a really great call-out story for you guys. So we're going to do that at the end. This is going to be a quick one. Honestly, this is going to be a quick one. Um, I'll go ahead and get into the quick car update. I am told, now listen, I know, I've been told many fucking things, okay? But I am told I'm going to get the car back by the end of the week. The tow truck service people are almost done with it. They were finishing painting the bumper today, so by the time it, it's done tomorrow, it's going to dry overnight. They're going to finish putting on the bumper, and then it's going to go back to the dealership. And the guys at the dealership are like, hey, we're hoping to get it back to you. Not hoping. He didn't say hoping. The plan is to get it back to you, is what he said, by the end of the week. So I said, great. The sooner the better. It should be priority number one for you guys. And he just gave me the thumbs up emoji. I mean, I would think if this happened, if nothing else, just to get me out of your hair, man. Just I can be a pain in the ass to deal with. And I've I have been very calm and chill and cool about this entire situation. I swear to God I have. It, and it's taken every ounce of restraint. But like I said, I mean, I don't want to yell at that guy because it's not his fault. And even with the people that did it, you know, I, I didn't, I haven't yelled at them or I haven't lost my cool at them and I haven't said anything degrading to them. And that's, that's a step, you know, that's a sign of maturity. So I'm very proud about that. You know, we're, 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 we're coming. We're, we're, we're still a work in progress, but we're coming. All right. And we've come a long way. So yeah, should get it back by the end of the week. And then thank God, thank God, man. Cause I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I, my hands are on my face and they're and they're pulling my hair and I'm like I'm just so ready I'm just so ready to get back on the road man I I don't know whether to laugh or cry or, or what to do but like I'm just so ready I mean it's been weeks it's been almost a fucking month and I I am just so ready to get back out there and just so ready for my weeks to have that structure again and just to get back into that fucking savage mood that I was in right before the break and Christmas and New Year's and just, you know, it's been tough to keep that going. 
I've gone through a pretty big mood swing over the last month, um, and really in the last week. And uh, I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll share with you why that is, and why what's happened in the last week, and and really couple weeks that's made my mood go. Okay, and right now, I'm kind of fighting back out of the. You know what I mean? I'm 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 working my way through some depression vibes, some complacency vibes, um, some not in my control vibes. You know, I'm I'm trying to focus on the things that I can control, and uh, but my brain, dude, my brain is my worst enemy because my brain's like, stay in bed, don't try. <laughs> it's just like I'm like, dude, can you just fucking get out of here for a second? Because I just need to like get back in my ways, you know. And it's tough. It's tough not being able to have my car and not being able to do that. And so you can only trick yourself for so long, dude. Like the first couple weeks, you know. I'm like, look, it's not the end of the world. I'm going to get it back. We don't know how long it's going to be, but like, let's just keep uh, some optimism around here, okay? Let's keep morale at a, at a good level. And then we're going on the third and fourth week that I haven't had this fucking thing. And that's where I start to kind of, kind of, you know, plummet, you know? It's, 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 I can, I can go with it for a couple weeks, but the longer and longer it goes where there's no end in sight, that's really where I start to kind of just lose hope. I mean, that's the, that's the that's the one of the key, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hallmarks. It's one of the key hallmarks of depression is hopelessness. And <laughs> lately, I've been feeling kind of hopeless. Like I don't know when I'm gonna get my car back, and there's nothing that I can do. I, I don't have any control over that situation. So I think that kind of played into this mood swing. One other thing that played into this mood swing was. Last week, let's get into this. Here's a story time. I was teasing something out that I said, I've got some big news to potentially share coming up in the next couple weeks, and it's going to be the biggest news of uh, the show's history. And man, I wish I had better news to share with you. God damn it. I, I really wish I had better news to share with you. But that's why we come in with on to the next one, and that's why... This episode is titled, On to the Next One, because you know what? That's where we're at. We're on to the next one. So what happened? Tell us. Okay, I got you. Well, (laughs) you don't know this. You don't know this. But for the last seven or eight months, ever since March, Four Roses has sponsored this podcast in name only. They haven't paid me a dime in months. And the deal was, in March, you know, I've shared this story about me trying to pull off this move to get to 680, and and at the time, you know, my guy Byron at Four Roses was the one handling the decisions, and he's like, dude, yeah, we're on board if you can get there, and so the guy at 680 ended up just ghosting me after weeks and weeks into the pandemic, and then it was like, all right, well, I guess that's dead in the water, awesome, so I came back to Byron, and I said, dude, will you please just, can I just give you guys free advertising, basically. Can I just keep you guys as the title sponsor in name only? I'll act like nothing's changed, and let me get down the road, and we'll revisit this. And his thing was, you got to just be able to justify the cost. We've revamped how we make marketing decisions, so as long as you can justify the cost, we're in. I'm like, I can't do that sitting here today. But give me seven or eight months, or I didn't know that it would take you know this long for me to be able to prove it. 
Um, but I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to you. Like, this isn't the end of this. Let's just earmark this. I'll give you guys free advertising. Cool. We'll get down the road and we'll come back to this. Well, it took me only seven or eight months for me to be able to justify the cost. And not only did I justify the cost, I gave them a presentation and demonstrated why I actually bring more value sitting here today than I did when I was at the radio station. That's a true story. And you know what? That was big for me because it didn't it 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 let me come on and act as if nothing has changed and I kind of needed that. I because I didn't want to come on the show in March or really in in May or in June or in any of the months following the quarantine and me leaving the radio station to say not only have I left the radio station and not only am I doing a podcast out of my basement, which sounds really fucking lame, but then you see the pictures of the studio that I've built and the stuff I've got on the walls and the equipment that I've got and you're like, holy shit, okay, that's actually nicer than that piece of shit radio station. <laughs> it is. But then you go, and on top of that, not only am I podcasting out of my basement, but I also, my sponsor is not going to sponsor just my podcast. And in the words of them at the time, we sponsor a couple industry podcasts, but no offense, we're not going to sponsor a podcast that's starting from scratch. Oh, 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 that hurts. That hurts, but it's true. You know, that hurts, but it's true. And over the last seven or eight months, I'm very proud of where we've taken this podcast. And we did start from scratch. We really did. We rebranded, we reinvented, and we relaunched in June. And allow me to introduce myself drops. I reference that all the time. I'm going to reference for the love of the game all the time. I'm going to reference we're on to the next one all the time because these are like, these are big chapters that stand out to me. You know what I mean? And so here we are. We're on to the next one. And my biggest thing was I just wanted to have the opportunity to be heard because this is a really unique opportunity for any potential sponsor and somebody's going to see the value in it. What I did was get a meeting locked down. I had that meeting last week with their head of marketing and it went really well. I fucking killed it. It was one of the best pitches that I've ever given in my life. And I put so much into it and I shared so much and it was so good. I mean, I'm telling you what, it was flawless. Their no isn't a reflection on my presentation or the show. It's not. This just doesn't fall in line with their current marketing strategy. She came back and I just got the email today and so that's why I'm sharing all this stuff is because I just got this news today and unfortunately it just doesn't align with their current marketing strategy. Like I said, they've they've revamped kind of everything. My guy that I worked with initially has no part in this process so it, it didn't even involve him at all and Unfortunately, they're not really doing a lot of stuff in the Louisville market. They're, they've put all of their marketing and budgets um, into outside markets, big city markets. And Louisville, I love it. You're not a big city. So I thought there was a chance, you know, the, 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 the woman that I pitched, I think she was sold. If it was only her decision, she was sold. She, she was very engaged the whole time. She was interested in the idea. I think she saw the value in it and she came back to upper management. And unfortunately they said, you know, this just doesn't fall in line. This isn't consistent with the strategy that we've agreed to, to pursue this year. So it is what it is. Um, and now, you know, I can go to the next person and ask for more money. 
Like, that's the beautiful thing. Okay, it's a no, and now we're on to the next. And like the thing is, this kind of sent me on a a mood swing. Like I was building up to this pitch and I literally wrote down on my whiteboard, this is D-Day. Tuesday, this is fucking D-Day. You know, I'm watching all these war movies, Rambo, Saving Private Ryan, American Sniper. I'm getting ready for this pitch. And I gave an epic pitch. And you know what? It was great practice. So the next company that I sit with, Eventually, I'm going to get a yes. I mean, they tell you in sales, it takes eight no's until you get a yes. So fine. But thanks for the opportunity to practice this. And thanks for passing on me. You know what I mean? Thanks for giving me that extra juice and motivation. Because now, you've been added to my prove me wrong list and my doubted me list. And I can't wait to prove you wrong. That's what motivates me the most in this world. Um, But I was like really gearing up for this day. And it came, it went as well as it possibly could do. And that's why I'm not tripping too much. It's like I can live with the peace of knowing that I gave, I, I, I did my best. Like it was my best. And you know what? Um, after Tuesday, the next day and the next day, what would have helped was if I had my car and I could just jump right back into my routine, not think about it too much. But because I don't have my car, because I'm just kind of, you know, getting done with the gym and then, yeah, booking guests and working on podcast stuff. But like largely my days are lacking the same kind of structure that they usually have when I'm driving. So I'm just kind of like, I don't have anything to jump right back into. And a wandering mind is is a, anybody's worst enemy. So um, I had asked at the end of the presentation, hey, like like in sales, you have to make the ask, right? Like, what do you think? You know, when can I follow up? When can I expect to hear back? And I knew that it was either going to be that Friday, so last Friday, or this Friday. Well, Friday rolls around and I haven't heard anything back. And I send a little email like, hey, thanks again for the opportunity. Great speaking with you. You know, please let me know if you need anything or I can answer any more questions, right? Just kind of a little like uh, a nudge, like, hey, yeah, please get back to me, you know, but I'm saying it in the nicest, uh, like business acceptable way possible, right? So uh, didn't get anything back. And on Friday, that's really where it started to hit me. That's really where my mood had kind of gone up, 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 and then started to go down. Because on Friday, I was just, you know, my mind started to brace myself for the worst. And I've been uh, I've been ghosted enough times, and I've been told no enough times to know that usually if somebody wants to do something, they, they're going to probably get back to you pretty quickly about it. And if I pitch somebody on a Tuesday, and I haven't heard back from them on a Friday, and I go to reach out, and by the end of the business day on Friday, I still haven't heard back, probably not a good sign. So over the weekend and on Monday, I was really str- I was really struggling. You know, I was really fighting some depression vibes, and um. I finally got this email back today, and it's a no, so it's like, okay, now we can move past this, and I'm going to find somebody else, you know? Um, What is that? What's that John Mayer song? I'm going to find another you. It's really over. (laughs) I'm going to find another you, all right? uh, Yeah, that's, I feel good about that. So, that's where we are, Um, and, and you know, the thing is, like, 
I never want anybody, uh, whether it's you or a business or anybody, I never want anybody to feel like they can't give me bad news or tell me no or let's wait to tell them because they don't want to ruin my mood or they don't want to bring me down or they don't want to spiral me into a depression. Like, those are my problems. Those are all my problems. Those are not your problems, nor should they be your concern. So friends, family, listeners, writers, businesses, Don't ever feel like you have to sugarcoat shit with me because you know that I keep it real and that's what I demand, that's what I give, that's what I expect, okay, is real talk. So don't sugarcoat it for me. Don't hold back. Don't give me a half of a story. Don't try to dress it up like it's like something else. Like Just give me the fucking bottom line, man. And you know what? Now that I have that, I can move on. And and so I'm good. I'm going to be good. And I'm at peace with the situation for two reasons. One, I feel that I've come full circle. I feel that I have closure now. You know, uh, earlier in the year, it was, hey, let's grind and let's get this. I finally got the meeting set up. That's all I could have asked for was this opportunity to bring this back to them and feel like, hey, this took a lot shorter than I thought it would. But now I've demonstrated and justified the cost. I did that. And it, it didn't work. Um, it didn't fit their strategy, but that's okay because I've still done that for myself and I still have that moving forward. But also, too, a big thing for me was trying to figure out why I'm feeling so depressed. Like, what is the emotional trigger that's got me feeling this way? Because before I even knew that it was a no, I was starting to kind of slip into some bad habits. Mainly, I wanted to eat some junk food, and I was kind of just noticing in my general mood that I'm just like, eh, you know? And the medication that I'm on kind of helped with that, and they said it was like a governor on a car or a... a, um, you know, a golf cart, so you can't go too high, you can't go too low, you can't go too fast, you can't go too slow. What am I, the cat in the hat over here? Oh, but it helped, and so I didn't spiral into as deep as a depression that I have at different times in my life, but I definitely started to to notice and realize as I've worked, and it's taken a lot of self-reflection and hard work, but as I've worked um, to recognize these things as they're happening and go, hey, you know what? I think I'm kind of starting to slip into a depressive episode here. You know, I feel like I'm starting to slip into it. Let's try to let's try to mitigate this. Let's try to not let it get that bad this time. And so the meds helped, yeah, a little bit. But also, I was able to workshop myself and in the moment be like, why are you feeling like this? What is the emotional trigger that's just been hit that sent you kind of into these depressive vibes? And for me, I'm I'm very thankful for this entire situation because I made a really big realization, um, you know, kind of for myself. And not only doing the prep work for this guest that I'm going to have on next week, and we're going to tape this week and I'll have her on probably next week or the week after that, but um, she's big on emotional triggers. And one of the things that I you know, spoke with other people about Dr. Marsha Reynolds on this podcast was emotional triggers. And doing the work and kind of sitting there thinking, why am I feeling this way? You know, what is this feeling that gets triggered that then makes me want to eat shitty foods or stay in bed or not not just like, I don't know, man, just kind of sink, you know? And I realized 
why I crash so hard after pitch meetings or job interviews or proposals or anything like that is because when I feel like I've put myself out there and I'm very vulnerable and I share a lot and when you pitch yourself or your idea or you interview for a job or you ask a girl or a guy out or you give somebody a proposal, anything like that, you're kind of putting yourself out there. So you feel a little bit vulnerable, okay? And if the answer isn't an instant and resounding yes, at least for me, I feel like I'm left feeling like, why am I not good enough? Why do you have to think about it? Wasn't that enough? What are you thinking about? Like that hesitation is what drives and triggers this emotion in me of not being good enough. And that comes from a handful of different things. You know, my mom's toxic perfectionism and her projections of that onto me because she never feels valued nor that she's good enough and she treats me and my brothers and sisters and everybody else in the same way that she treats herself because it's the only way that she knows how to be. And so growing up with this feeling that nothing I ever did was good enough and watching her constantly feel that nothing that she ever did was good enough and having her throw that in my face constantly and guilt me about that, well, I'm sorry that I can't be blah, 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 has created this reaction and this emotional response in me and being rejected by my dad's side of the family and my high school football coach and ATO and others, okay? The list goes on and on and on, has strengthened this response and this feeling within me to the point that it's a very powerful trigger for me. So after I've just given the best pitch that I've ever fucking given in my life and I still haven't heard back by Friday, I'm kind of left like, well, why am I not hearing back from you? Why isn't this a yes? What do you have to think about? Like, what didn't I absolutely crush and demonstrate in that presentation that doesn't make you instantly go, okay, yes, we want to do it, you know? And then that triggers this feeling of not being good enough and luckily over the last year I've put enough things in place enough boundaries in my life enough coping mechanisms in my life that are healthy that I can deal with you know the fallout of that trigger and and that emotional response and so yeah I maybe ate a little bit more junk food and candy this weekend um but you know what? It's like I, I emerged from this weekend and on Monday feeling like this was good for me. Like it was good for me in the sense that I went through this process and it didn't ruin me or it didn't take weeks for me to recover from this like it has in the past. And I still got up, went to the gym yesterday, and when I got home I was just kind of like, man, I'm really feeling like I'm fighting this depression. Like I really am fighting it, you know? And I talked about it and that helped me, you know? Speaking about it with my girlfriend and with my man, Aaron Harris, like just kind of like, you know, speaking about it, that helped. And journaling about it and getting to the root cause of this trigger and why I was feeling that way, that helped, you know? This was this was great because this is progress. I came full circle with that thing. And then not only that, but all of these little things that I've been building up over the last several months, th- those helped me not absolutely nosedive after the thing that I had also been building up in my mind for a number of months didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. And I didn't get the yes that I had hoped to get. So the progress from that, 
coming full circle and then having it not go a certain way, but then being like, you know what? I have a different perspective about this. That was big for me. And I changed my mindset, you know? I really changed my mindset about it. And I guess, um, you know, kind of this mindset that I was struggling with, this week I'm taking a deload week in the gym, and it's something that I look back on and I haven't done since the first week of October, and it's important to do this. So instead of just being like, I'm going to take a week off on Sunday, I'm looking at my workout log and I'm going, man, I've had three weeks in a row where I've been going stupid lit in the gym and I'm pretty sore and maybe I should use this week as a deload week and I'm going to get my car back this week and if I take a deload week, it's going to set me up to come back even harder the next week and I'm somebody that, I guess just the way that I'm wired Taking a deload week or taking even off days makes me feel like I'm not earning it. It makes me feel like I'm weak. It makes me feel like a bitch. And I'm like, you're really quitting? Like, you're going to take an off day? Do you think you deserve an off day? Do you think that your body deserves an off day? Really, you fat piece of shit? Like, that's my brain, okay? And it's really fucked up, okay? It really is. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much, okay? Um, But I had to change my mindset and say, you know what? Taking a deload week or taking it easy or choosing to turn down something that we want in the moment versus what we want long term, that doesn't mean that I'm weak or that I'm a quitter or that I'm a bitch. It doesn't mean that I still can't have a productive, positive week and feel accomplished. Taking a deload week means that I love myself and I care about myself enough to make a healthy, strategic decision that's focused on the future and allows me to continue building the person that I want to become. (laughs) Boom. All right? Mind blown. Mind blown emojis. It's like that mindset, I had to work at that, but once I put that down on paper, and once I wrote that out, and I was journaling with it, and I sat with that for a minute, I went, you know what? Now I don't feel as bad. Taking a deload week doesn't mean that I'm weak, It means that I'm focused on the future, which is something that I'm adjusting to, is thinking long-term. So things are looking up. Things are looking up. We're going to get the car back this week, doing the deload week, still getting, like, still probably going harder than, like, half the people that just go to a Planet Fitness or 24-hour gym time or whatever the hell these other gyms are called and go through the motions. Like, I'm still, you know, my deload week would probably leave these other people sore for weeks, all right? So, you know, but it's it's good, and it's going to set up next week, and next week I'm going to PR. Next week I'm going to be back on road, and next week we're going to be back stronger than ever. And next week, this week and next week, I'm going to be finding other sponsors that are going to come on, give me more money than I was asking for, <laughs> and help me jumpstart the rest of this year. Because once I have that money, That's just going to be going right back into the show to continue boosting these posts and growing this show as much as possible. And I don't know who it's going to be, but uh, I know that it's going to be somebody that I can feel proud about and and want to endorse and do in an authentic way. You know, I don't want to just get... Now, listen, I say that, and if I have to be a, a little whore for the money, I will be a little whore for the money, okay? If... Uh, you know, anybody wants to give me money, sure, I'll do the dance and I'll walk the walk, but I really, really want to try to have it be some, 
somebody or something that um, I use, a product or a service, and that I would recommend if I wasn't paid to do it. You know, that was the thing is like Four Roses, if I drink bourbon, I drink Four Roses bourbon. And so it was very authentic to me. Now, if I could get Ciroc and Red Bull to become sponsors, then we'd really be in a good spot, you know? But I'm, I'm thinking about other things that I, I use and that I could be a very authentic brand ambassador for. But um, ultimately, if I strike out on all those, then I'm best believe I will fucking... It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. As long as I get that money, get that head, get that bread, then leave, all right? So... Yeah, man. Um, that's where we're at. I have a really funny story to share about uh, calling this dude out in the locker room. You know, talking about the gym just reminded me of this. This is a quick story, and then we'll get out of here, and then I'll holler at you next week. And I've got guests lined up the next several weeks, so we're going to have two episodes a week, probably moving forward starting next week. And I'm excited about that. But real quick, story time. Um, I called this guy out in the gym, in the locker room. And I don't call people out for nothing, okay? This this was kind of a special. This guy deserved to get called out. And I G-checked him hard as fuck. And he deserved it, okay? So first take is on the television in the locker room. And they're talking about James Harden and Kyrie Irving and, and kind of that whole situation. And let me just say this. I don't <laughs> I don't think what they did was cool. Kyrie, listen, if anybody else just said, I'm not going to show up to work, they'd be fired or they'd be fined, okay? So I don't think that's cool. And the James Harden thing, that's ridiculous, okay? I absolutely don't think that you should be able to just say, trade me and fold your arms, gain a bunch of weight, act like a fucking bitch, and get your way, get rewarded for that. And ultimately, he did. So I don't think that that was cool either, okay? But... That I, I like that's one thing, okay? And I think that's a pretty reasonable take on it, okay? Now here is this other unreasonable guy that has some questionable underlying um, themes or reasons that he's saying this kind of stuff, okay? Underlying assumptions. And that's why I want to uh, that's why I called him out, and that's why I want to point this out. So first takes on the TV and it's us standing here in the locker room. There's really nobody else that's around. And he turns to me and he says in disgust, it's amazing these guys pulled this shit. Where would they be without basketball? I'll tell you, in jail. That's where they'd be. And he's like, he's a boomer. You know, he's got gray hair, probably in his 50s or 60s, old white guy. And that's what he says to me. Where would they be without basketball? In jail. That's where I'll tell you. Rubble, 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 rubble. I said, why would they be in jail? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they're talking about all this stuff that he's got going on. But why do you assume he's breaking the law? Well, I, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> the fact that you would even assume that is very revealing. And now he's getting kind of flustered. He looks a little embarrassed now. And he goes, well, I don't even know what the story is or what he's got going on. I said, then why are you opening your mouth about something that you know nothing about? And now he's visibly getting angrier. He's grabbing his stuff out of the locker. And he's getting a little bit more hostile in tone. Supremely fucking butthurt. Well, fine. My mistake saying anything to you. Probably the biggest one I'll make all day. I said, probably all week. And I said it just like that. <laughs> and I laughed. 
and he didn't say anything. And I just kept on putting my stuff in my Lulu bag. And I said, you can keep that shit to yourself, man, because I don't want to hear it. And he just sat there silently tying his shoes, but visibly pissed off and embarrassed. And I finished wiping down my stuff with my disinfectant wipes. And I shut the door to my locker and I walked past him. And when I did, I said, have a good one. And he didn't say shit, you know. Uh, But that right there, that guy making that assumption is rooted in racist and, and negative stereotypes and assuming criminality and assuming that it goes hand in hand with playing basketball or being a black athlete. Fuck that guy. And I've come on here and told many a stories of me calling people out, shutting that kind of shit down, because I don't want to be around that, and I don't want to hear it. And I told that guy straight up, dude, I don't want to hear that. Keep that shit to yourself, man, because that's not somebody that I want to be around. And I don't know why he felt that it was cool to share that with me. I guess maybe he looked at me and thought, here's a good-looking white guy. Maybe he'll share my racist views And not even that it's overtly racist, but it's covertly racist. Like, that's what we're talking about when we talk about coded racism and just a prejudice is is just assuming that because you're black, you're probably going to be a criminal. You know, him saying that, well, if they didn't play basketball, they'd be in jail. Well, why would they be in jail? Well, because all black people are criminals, duh. Like, that's almost like his follow-up thought bubble that's hovering above his head, but that he's not speaking because he probably knows if he says it out loud, how fucked up it sounds and how racist it is. But (laughs) what you said before that is pretty much just the same thing, dude. And I don't know why. uh, Yeah, that was a, uh, uh, an awful miscalculation and misjudgment to think that I would be cool with, with being like, yeah, you tell them. Yeah, they would be in jail, living off the government. Like, all this bullshit. Like, dude, <laughs> I'm just like, wrong guy, man. You got the wrong one, you know? So I know you guys always appreciate and, and enjoy these call-out stories when I call people out. And listen, like, there are some people that walk around this earth that try to right every single wrong and call people out and be the police and do all that shit. That is not me. But when someone crosses the line to me personally, or if I'm standing around and I and I, I hear or see something that I don't think should be tolerated and that I don't want to stand by and, and let slide, then I'm going to speak up about it. And, and I'm just at that point. And this guy's making that comment thinking that no one is around and it's locker room talk and that kind of stuff. It's like, that's not cool with me, dude. And that's not cool with a lot of young people either. So you need to check your boomer ass or don't worry, your boy can do it for you. And I do. I do it for free, you know? I do it for free and I do it for fun and I do it for some good content. But most of all, I do it because that's not the world that I want to live in. So if we can eliminate that shit, we're going to be better off for it. I will be back next week. And guess what, guys? We're going to have some motherfucking Uber stories. And I cannot wait. I can't wait. So the intro to the shows have become a little bit different. We don't, we no longer have a spot at the beginning and we no longer have presented by. And eventually I'm going to get back with Mitch Craig, who is the voice that introduces us every episode. Mitch Craig heating and cooling. If you have any issues, hit him up. He runs that business and he also has an amazing fucking voice, (laughs) the golden voice. But eventually I'm going to sell another sponsorship 
I'm going to find another you, and I'm going to be like, yo, Mitch, Mitchy baby, I need a quick little cut presented by name of the new sponsor. And then we'll throw it up there with a couple more spots, and uh, it's going to be the first of many. Believe that. All right? So, yeah, I, I was kind of feeling and fighting through this little, little dip, a little gully, you know, a little depression. But it wasn't that bad because... Now I'm, I'm getting a better grasp on it and I'm in a really good spot with that. So yeah, man. And, and just being able to recognize that emotional trigger and, and kind of like catching that, you know, mid slip, that was, that was important for me and changing my mindset and kind of workshopping that and sitting with that, that was important for me too. So I feel really good about it. You know, look, it didn't work out, but it's not the end of the world. The sun's going to come up tomorrow, and so is your boy, baby. So is your boy. So I will talk to you guys next week. I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk.